Welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast, where you'll discover that when it comes to your health, you're so much more powerful than you've been led to believe. And now, your host. She's a holistic nutrition and lifestyle coach, chef, author, and yogi, Christine Ocasey. Hello, and welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast. I'm Christine Ocasey. Thanks so much for listening. So happy 2022, my friends. It's good to be back as I took a much needed break last week from my client practice and podcasting. I've got a lot of important life changes happening right now, and I knew it was essential for me to carve out some time for myself for some balance and quiet restoration. And on that note, today's special episode, I felt inspired to share my thoughts on the number one thing that I believe can help us best navigate our health and nourish our well-being. It's a foundational component that doesn't get enough discussion at all, certainly not in most mainstream medical circles, nor in the commercial wellness space. And that's our intuition. This is the innate knowledge and healing wisdom that resides deep within each of us. Our intuition is our internal GPS. It lets you know beyond the level of the intellect what needs your attention and what you need to take action on in the present moment. It's sometimes called our higher self, inner knowing, gut feeling, or sixth sense. And I actually believe more and more that it's really our first sense. And for me personally, a focal point of my own ongoing evolution is to learn more and more how to navigate all aspects of my life from this place. In fact, a quote I have framed on my wall here is from Einstein. The intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Indeed, so much of our suffering happens because we live in our busy thinking, thinking minds, because we think all the answers that we're looking for are going to come from that. And I know, like you do, all too well that inner conflict that can happen on a chronic basis, as our logical brain battles our intuitive mind. In fact, most of us got the memo that the way to make the best choices in life is to rely really on the intellect. But life cut off from our intuition makes us much more susceptible to self-doubt, ego-driven, or fear-based decision-making in life. When we don't have a strong connection to our intuition, We can feel overwhelmed and disempowered when it comes to taking care of ourselves. As a sailor, I'm going to come up with a nice analogy that really resonates with me, and maybe it'll be helpful. But think of our intuition as like the keel on a sailboat. And on a sailboat, the keel is basically a flat blade that sticks down into the water from the sailboat's bottom. And the keel prevents the boat from being blown sideways by the wind And the keel also holds the ballast or the center weight that gives the boat stability. So without intuition, we can, like the sailboat, be easily swayed, swayed by our preconceived notions, our biases, or even external dogma or drama. Intuition is truly what roots you in genuine self-confidence and clarity. Imagine what it would feel like to know at a deep level that you're on the right path and that you can trust yourself to make the right choices and work through any challenges that might arise. 
when you start to tap into your intuition, well, for me, it was, it's like getting a new pair of glasses. You start to see with so much more clarity and, and, and vividness the details, the important signs in our day-to-day experience. And all of that just helps you navigate your life so much better. Now, developing our intuitive capabilities is not simply a woo-woo concept. I want you to know and trust that intuition is grounded in hard science. Our gut feelings are very real, as we all know from the abundance of research on the gut-brain connection. At every given moment, there's a ton of incoming information and sensory processing that's taking place outside of our conscious mind in the vast neural networks of our body that organize our emotions and somatic experiences. Neuroscientists explain how humans evolved to use these bodily cues, muscle tone, heart rate, endocrine activity, in order to make quick, sometimes life or death decisions about how to navigate the physical world. Now, usually it's in retrospect. Think about it. After something's gone wrong, that we become aware of the messages that have been drowned out or ignored in this internal processing. Think about those times in your life when something happens and you say, oh, I knew I should have listened to my gut or, oh, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Now, see, these clues are real and they manifest um, for us in a variety of ways, but, you know, they can be a sinking feeling in your stomach, muscle tension in your body, just a shift, sudden shift in your energy or your mood. All this and more can be examples of how this amazing vehicle that we inhabit is constantly translating our unconscious thoughts, emotions, and sensations into vital instincts. In fact, I love another quote from the legendary Dr. Jonas Salk, and he says, intuition will tell the thinking mind where to look next. See, a strong connection to your intuition yields tremendous direct and indirect benefit for our health. First and foremost, I know that it places you firmly in the driver's seat of your health. I've had so many wonderful guests on this, on this podcast whose whole healing journey has been about tapping into their intuition when it comes to choosing what practitioners to work with, choosing various healing therapies and modalities. I mean, there's really nothing more empowering when you can attune to your body's wisdom so you can take charge when necessary to serve your healing and your well-being. In fact, as a holistic health and life coach, that's really fundamental. That's the core of my philosophy, and that's that my clients, folks that I work with, have everything already within themselves to create their best health. And it's simply my job and my passion to guide and support you to discover and attune your body and your mind to that healer within. Now, learning to use your intuition to benefit your health takes time and it takes dedicated practice. Um, One of the things I love most about learning how to use our intuition for our health is the power it has to neutralize those pesky self-sabotaging behaviors. Because when we're feeling connected to our own inner compass, then we can more easily align with the habits that truly support what matters to us at a deep level, right? There's not so much shoulding and supposed to that has to be the source of motivation, which never lasts, by the way. We all know that. 
Now, one of the biggest obstacles that we have to overcome is how to develop sensitivity to these bodies' subtle cues, and equally important, a willingness to actually listen to them, right? So this looks like slowing down in our day-to-day experience of life to actually become more aware of our bodies, more aware of our thoughts, emotions, developing an awareness for what our body's patterns are, and then kind of being able to assess and honor that feedback, and then take action, you know, you know, responding to the body with some common sense adjustments. See, noticing any physical sensations is a great place to start. It's a great way to recognize what your intuitive wisdom is telling you about a situation. So, for example, you know, you might take a mindful pause when trying to make a choice or embarking on a a new idea or path. You know, observe your body. Does it feel heavy or light, peaceful, anxious? Are your muscles tense? Pay particular attention to how you feel in your belly and in your chest. Do you feel light and expansive or tight and contracted? These are all, you know, deeper messages um, that will tell you and point you in the direction of what is really needed. You can also observe your inner dialogue, right? So there's your bodily sensations, but then a lot of us can connect to our intuition through by experiencing our inner dialogue, our inner narrative, Paying attention to that radio station in our head is another way I talk about that. Now, the question I often get is, when you slow down and start to listen to that inner narrative, how do you tell the difference between your inner critic, i.e. the, you know, the ego, and your intuition, your higher self? Well, the answer is really clear. Your intuition will speak to you in a calm and peaceful voice. It's not a fearful voice. Your ego, your critic, is going to be trying to negotiate and plead with you. So big difference there. Now, developing or enhancing our sensitivity to our thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations is the area that I love most to work with, right? I really think that is the work of learning to navigate our health and our life from a higher level. So many strategies I've talked about on this podcast, Um, of course, there's a practice of meditation, all types of versions and flavors there, right? Yoga, breath work, all of these types of practices, Tai Chi, Qigong, prayer, if you will, support that connection to the more subtle aspects of our being. There's also just having a, a general decision to prioritize quietude, right, to decrease, pull back from all that stimulation to avoiding constant work, constant media exposure, or any activities that kind of numb us out, right? So bottom line is making time for stillness a few moments of every day is absolutely key. We need to create that space for our intuition to expand inside of us. Now, regular and good rest And restoration goes a long way towards honing our intuitive capabilities, right? And of course, it goes without saying that nourishing, wholesome eating in a regular manner is essential because it's difficult to to, to access intuition when the physical body is, is out of balance. Now, the work of cultivating our intuitive capabilities also requires looking 
and finding ways to rewire those limiting beliefs. Remember, limiting beliefs, they affect every aspect of our lives and they come essentially from our conditioning. Well, sometimes our limiting beliefs can be a huge obstacle for us to hear our intuition and even following through, frankly, on what maybe our intuition is guiding us to do. So for example, if you have a limiting belief like, I have no self-control or I have no time to eat healthy, even if your intuition guides you to empowering resources that can help you make some positive changes for yourself, well, these unchecked limiting beliefs, which again are running below our level of conscious awareness, will get in the way of us achieving genuine lasting results. I think it's worth mentioning too that the relationships in your life, that is the people you surround yourself with, your inner circle really matters. Matters um, when it comes to learning how to live more of an intuitive guided life. Pay attention to people who drain you, who live in constant negativity, are emotionally manipulative. You know the folks. They're the ones that when you're around, you just, you know, they trigger self-doubt. Um, they might be chipping away at your self-confidence. Well, vibing with folks like this can definitely be an obstacle to developing, you know, learning to tap into your intuition. Research shows that the people that we surround ourselves, in fact, are one of the biggest influences on our behavior, our attitudes, and the outcomes that we create in our life. So, you know, you can't hang with negative people to, and expect to have a positive life. I think we've all heard that. So my advice here, part of our, you know, strategy to develop a more intuitive way of being is to go out and find your tribe, surround yourself with people who inspire you and propel you forward in your healing journey. So key. Now, finally, one of the most essential ways that we can enhance our intuition for our health, and that's learning to be kind and appreciative of ourselves. Every cell in our body, literally, we know now from the research, is listening to everything we think and say about ourselves. Negative self-talk, harsh self-criticism, all of this keeps our bodies in some degree of stress response, which is the opposite internal environment where our intuition can flow. Intuition is best accessed from a frequency of compassion, gratitude, and appreciation. So I hope that's been helpful, my friends. And to be clear, I hope that we know, you know, I made it clear that intuition is not exciting. It's not magical. And it's, it's definitely not really easy. It does require deep inner work and some consistent practice. And, you know, living and listening to our intuition can also become very challenging, especially when it's guiding us towards, say, an unpopular or painful decision. But to be really honest with you, I know of no better path to gain some life-changing lessons around self-trust, emotional resilience, authenticity, and personal empowerment. So learning to live an intuitive life, in my opinion, is long overdue, greatly needed, and might just be the answer as much as anything else to finding balance in today's rapidly changing and uncertain world. So thank you again for listening. And if you do like the podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd go into Apple podcast and hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and review if you feel so inspired. It helps me keep the messages growing. Thanks again for listening, my friends. and Bye for now.